Yo, what's up? This is Flex Alexander. It's your man Carl Payne. And you're listening to the Eminem and Eminem show. Mm, okay. <laughs> Did I say too many M's? <laughs> what's going on, world's man, Mr. Mac? And I'm Crystal Levin. This is the Eminem and M show, a.k.a. the okay. show coming to you live and direct with a homie who is known for the funny, known for the money. He's got jokes. He entertains folks. That's enough rhyming for one day, homie. Could you please introduce yourself so people know I'm not lying? <laughs> I was wondering how Dr. Seuss you were going to go. go I know. I was like, yo, is this off the dome? Or did he write this? Like, I know. This sound written. What's going on, man? It's comedian Dave Temple, man. Thank you guys for having me on here. Pleasure to meet you. Yeah. I know he'd, be, he'd be introducing me to his, his dope friends. So yeah, this is this is cool. one of this is one of Lainey's dope friends. This is a oh, Lainey yeah. is a friend of the show, and he comes through her. But my uh, humble opinion, my okay. humble opinion, is in the year 2020, when things have been fucked up beyond all recognition, I consider comedians to be essential workers. I think you guys should be paid like essential workers. I think anybody whose job it is, whose job details keeping the human race in good spirits and allowing you to forget about the complete and utter fuckery outside of your front door. Or to recount it. Like 100% (laughs) deserves um, like essential worker status. Yeah, man. Yeah, if we were able to distract you, even if it was for 30 seconds at a time through some sort of reel on Instagram or TikTok video, that you could share to somebody to be like, yo, look at this. You know what I mean? Something in the in the midst of the disaster marathon that was 2020, man. You know? So yeah, we had we had fun with it, man. Like I, I got really, really busy 2020, you know. Uh it's actually the reason why we're here is to promote a project, you know, special that I'm dropping on Christmas Day. The audacity of me. What? But we know how we know how Christmas works. Come on, you you, you, Captive you audience. open up the gifts. You eat, and then you kind of dip off to your respective little corner by the end of the night. So at 9 p.m., my special, the second one, will be available on my website, DaveTempleComedy.com. It will also be available on all streaming platforms, uh, Spotify, you know, uh, Apple Music, Tidal. So you search me there, you'll find my artist page on any of those channels. If you look at this before the special comes out, feel free to watch the first one. Get yourself all caught up. If you watch it after the special comes up, you still get the numbers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And see, this is the beautiful thing about this. And this is this is the beautiful part of why I'm so glad to come on this platform and do this. No matter if you watch it 2020, 2021, 2022, we're not pressed with the first weeks because we own everything. We mm-hmm. self-produced everything. Everything from the booking of the club to every cameraman, everything. I did it all by myself editing so but you don't owe anybody whenever you watch it <laughs> we get paid all right we, we won't be screaming like Chappelle like yo man you know HBO never really paid me for Chappelle show and they, well, you won't hear those kind of stories out of daytime you know no no shot at Dave I get it but yeah we, we've been hearing that story too long about artists coming out later to be like yeah we wasn't really making any money and you know it, it was a terrible time but you were larger than life you know Right, bad deals, but good work. <laughs> so it sounds like um, Dave Temple is ultimately for us and by us. Mm. He's like, for me, by me. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound well, no, as cool as cool on clothing. <laughs> for y'all, by me. There we go. Here, no, here's the deal, though. I mean, hey, I, I, I hope that people follow the blueprint. You know what I mean? I yeah. hope we stop taking the deals 
Uh, you know, even with my my first project, the first one, which I put out in, in 17, um, you know, to, to still be able to collect from sound exchange and, and different things on that to get royalties, where whether that plays on Sirius XM or, you know, the numbers go up on YouTube, whatever. Even now when you advertise, you know how you can put music in the stories mm-hmm. on Instagram or TikTok. Yeah, all that stuff. They got to pay royalties on that. You know what I mean? Right, because right. they collect ads on that. So it's best that they pay it to me and not through some record label where I kind of have to hope the record label is doing the right thing. You know what I mean? Right, collecting for you correctly. That- I have a question. Um, well, well, keep going. Go, go ahead, Micah. It's, okay, well, it's, it's, you've, been, you've been rocking. You said uh, your first special was 2017. But, yeah. But when did you start? When did you start the gig as a comedian? Because comedy right now... Y'all, your job is more more popular than rappers. I see everybody and their mother trying to be some form of a comedian these days. Yeah, to be a rapper now, you got to be funny online. Like most rappers now, you got to get like you got to do antics online and get the followers to then be like, oh, I rap too. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, you do see a lot of that collaboration where you got a lot of rappers that are hiring comedians to be in their videos and say something you know uh so for me like starting comedy i mean i started it not off the internet i started it you know in in clubs back in 2005 you know when i got started back in philly i started like yeah yes i'm originally from philly uh you know obviously kevin hart is like our beacon of light where like that became like the goal that everyone started to shoot to you know i think i started comedy about three months after kev kind of took off you know so it was like wow we all saw what was capable while we were standing in line to do open mic and you know it was, it was great to go as far as you can take it i got a question you're talking about 30 seconds 15 seconds and a reel a clip um there's a difference between um i guess remember the vine stars and some yeah. of them some of the vine stars and like king batch is certifiably a superstar now um you know these storm power there's certain ones that took off like that but there's a difference between doing um short like clip humor like one joke one-offs um or skits with other people and doing a special on your own or being able to do stand up yeah definitely i mean do you feel that one is more i mean like you're a more Um, complete artist if you can do the whole thing or is it okay Um, yeah definitely it's all a skill they're all tools they work in any way shape or form for me i prefer stand up because i like being able to break the fourth wall you know what I mean? I like that if I say something and it ain't funny, we can address that it ain't funny right then and there. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you ain't going to be leaving the comments and my thing like, hey, that ain't funny. No, I'd rather be like, yeah, I know that wasn't funny. You know, like acting, it kind of terrifies me because once it's edited and sent out, you don't know. If it ain't funny, you can't address it. You can't deal with it. You know, if a movie sucks, it just sucks. You know, there's just no, there's no fixing that. Um... Yeah. However, the guys who are used to being funny in a script that, you know, goes for like a 30 second thing and they're bouncing off of other people or they're relying on camera movements or change of shots or sound effects or music. Obviously, that all goes away when you're in true stand up form of just one man on stage right. with a microphone and, and, and nothing else. So the that skill, it, it, it's a good thing of talking to people, reading the room and figuring out, you find out very quickly, what do we all know? What do we all have in common? Mm -hmm. And what can we play with? 
And it's fun to do that. We travel around and go to different. Like I did a show this past Saturday on the one train here in New York, just because. Oh God! There's nowhere else to. There's nowhere there's else. Stand-up. To, there's no clubs, yeah. Right. So we commandeered the last train on the one train down the 72nd and Broadway. Got a PA system and a microphone and went in there and just did a show all the way down to South Ferry, man. You check it out on my Instagram page. I'm Dave oh, Temple. That's, that's lit. That's, that's a great reason to come out the house. I never take that train. <laughs> I haven't taken a train since whew, March, I think. Yeah, I, was, I, I thought that was going to be a humble brag, but you just said March. That's 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 that. No, I took I took trains daily until it was like weird and not safe and no job that, and no place that's to go. So, <laughs> that's so um, funny that you would point out the differences between someone who's funny on stage, uh, funny on stage versus funny in a movie and funny in television. That has to be 100% accurate because some of the funniest people on earth have made movies that didn't go anywhere. Eddie Murphy has made bad movies. We all know he's a stand-up killer. He was when he was, you know, when he made that transition. Dave Chappelle is like ridiculously funny, but his movies don't really do that well. Like they're funny, but they're not meanwhile um who did I who did I just see in stand up? Flex Alexander. I saw his stand up, which was a different kind of, you know, stand up. It was it was funny, it was good. But when I watched him on one on one, he was hilarious. You know, when they're yeah. writing it, like his timing and the faces he makes and the voices he throws in, he was like like straight up funny, like gut busting funny. That's my, my I never thought about con- that. My mother is convinced that I should do a one woman stand up, and I was like, Mom, or like a one woman show, like an entire variety. And I was like, Mama, I'm I'm funny, but like I'm funny, like that's what she said, like but oh, like with right. other people, <laughs> like I'm, as long I don't as think you can I'm ride the wave. As long as you can find the energy <laughs> in the room and ride the wave. Did any of you see Mike Tyson's one man show? I did. I did. I, I, did. I, I did see it was, that. It was funny as hell. You know yeah. what I mean? Mike yeah. was honest and funny. So, and yeah. you know, Mike isn't necessarily a funny guy. Like he's not a joke writer, but. Mike can be funny, man. Like when Mike is just being brutally honest about what we all think in a room, you're like, oh, this guy's a genius, you know? That, I have another got question. You're talking about reading the room. So how does that work in with uh, relationships and with your friends and ladies and stuff like that? If you're really that good at reading a room, are you good at reading what People. women want? No, absolutely <laughs> not. Like it's a, yeah, the minute we come off stage, it's all gone. It's all gone. It's a, it's a weird superpower that we can only tap into on stage for an hour. <laughs> Did you get more superpowers in the conjunction the other day? In the conjunction? Yeah, the planetary, you know, thing. They said that people were getting... Oh, you know <laughs> what, man? I, I felt so bla- unblack that I didn't fully understand what, what that was. And my nine-year-old was trying to explain it to me. And I was just like, where have I been? And I, I realized, I've just been working hard promoting this special, so I'm not up on social media. I saw that it was supposed to get superpowers. Did you get any? <laughs> well, I'm not black, so. I, okay. Well, I just. Got, I don't know if it was strictly for black people. Amazon. It was. I'm not. Was it just for black people? I mean, the yeah, conjunction it, happened for all of us. No, it, no, it really didn't. No, no. Sorry. Oh. No, no. It was. It well, was I all. I just was, got a notification from Amazon that a package was delivered at my house. So maybe that's. Maybe it's there. <laughs> yo, yo, all the memes about delivery, about package delivery, has got me dying. They're like USPS, <laughs> what package? Amazon. We are inside your house. You just that was my meme. Yeah, that was that was mine. I saw Amazon. We're in your bathroom right now. Turn around. USB. (laughs) What package? 
Facebook, we know that you were thinking about getting this, so here's 20 ads for the thing that you were thinking about oh. in your daydream. Did you see that? That's hit you for stuff you even bought already. Like, I already own that. Stop, stop advertising that to me. I just bought that. Relax. Yeah, I swear to God, you don't have to Google anything if you were talking about it in the vicinity of any electronics that will like start promoting it. I was like, I was thinking about like, you know, white couches, but they're hard to keep clean. Next thing you know, I got an email from white couches, <laughs> Raymore and Flanagan. I'm like, the, uh. I'll tell you, I'll tell you how that happens. It's 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 kind of spooky, but not really. I'll tell you how it happens. Big brother, they're listening. Not not really. What what and this is gonna sound weird. Have you ever thought about a car? And then all of a sudden you see that car all over the place. Or you oh, yeah. About, like, yeah. That's kind of how it happens. What they do is because they have those advertising groups, I'm giving away secrets, because they have those advertising groups and they, they work within seasons, they know that during winter, winter white, like furniture, they, they're so they'll throw it up and it'll just be there. And the thing is, until you start talking about it, you won't notice it. But it was already there. It's not till you start talking about it that you turn around and go, oh, shit, I was just talking about that. Ooh, it's a secret. No, it wasn't a secret. You just didn't see it before because nobody cared. Kind of like the girl who has been under your nose the entire time. And then you figured out, you know, I I like slim chicks with big asses. And then you turn around and she's right there. And it's like, where did that come from? No, she's she's always had it. You just weren't paying any attention. Hmm. But there's also there's also the fact of if you say "Hey Siri," she has to be listening the whole time in order to hear "Hey Siri." Yeah, Siri is always yeah. listening. If it's on, it's listening. Yeah, I my just youngest think, daughter. I don't think it's that Siri, much of a shock. And ah. anytime we call her, the the phone goes, "How can I help you?" And like, Jeez, okay, we got to change something. Your kid is gonna <laughs> have a complex. Think that that's how she's supposed to act for the rest of her life. <laughs> <laughs> Serious, come service. here. Yes. How can I help? Yes. Yes. I'm Yo, keeping I'm up serious. with the machine. What? What else can I? What? What do you? What do you need? What? Do, what can I do? Have you ever argued with Siri? It's actually um, pretty funny. She'll argue back. I said, I was funny. like, I said, are you gay, Siri? She's like, I think we're talking about you. And I was like, what? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Smart ass remarks. That's a I start cursing at her anyway. <laughs> That's, That's funny that you say that and that you admit that because. I get yelled at a lot about that. Like I, um, I don't ignore crazy people in the city. I test to see how crazy they are. If that makes any sense. <laughs> so I kind of get into a lot of street shouting matches with crazies. Like you know, because a lot like, like daily, weekly. Uh, okay, we actually did the numbers. It's like one out of every 20. Like one out of every 20 people that I interact with, I'm just going to poke a little bit to be like, you ain't really that crazy. Like, all right, so I, I give you a good example. Like you guys are in Please New York, do. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so when the world was still open, usually we hang out down in the village at the Comedy Cellar at the Fat Black. When it's over, we're usually done 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. The train's right there, West 4th Street. All right, uh-huh. M train's my train, but you know, the D, all that stuff come through the line. And as I sit there, um, I don't know why. Well, I know why. I was drunk and it was dark liquor. Dark liquor makes me a little bit aggressive, you know? <laughs> so, <Okey dokey. laughs> there's a woman on the next bench, but she's doing the <laughs> talking and muttering to herself, but it's loud enough to fill up the entire train. Uh-huh. Some reason the dark liquor told me, man, test this. This lady ain't that crazy. So I start murmuring also, but I'm murmuring directly about her. I hate when people be in the train trying to act like they crazy and talking to themselves to throw off the vibe. 
just to see and it gets a reaction because she can hear me she's not crazy right now about eight young men come down the steps to get and wait on the train all clearly blood members we're talking bandanas hanging out of pockets red t-shirts red hats everything they plop down on the bench between me and the lady we both shut up <laughs> like everybody knew like we didn't want that energy to, to <laughs> and we watched them the d train pull up them boys all got in the train as soon as the door pull off she start right back up I was like, ooh, bitch, I knew you wasn't crazy. She <laughs> smiled a little bit, but I'm like, yeah, I knew you wasn't all the way crazy, yeah. man. Now, I know that makes me crazy for getting involved in that, but I'd be finding out, you know? I wasn't I wasn't going to point that out. I was thinking it, but I wasn't going <laughs> to say gonna, Yeah, but the definition of crazy, you're like, I, if she could hear me, she ain't crazy. I said, crazy people can still hear you. Crazy. Like, there's, and there's levels to crazy. There's definitely. But she wasn't that crazy because soon as she wasn't lost. She wasn't things. right. She wasn't lost from the world. She just had her issues. She, <laughs> yeah, and she issues, enjoyed the issues. Yeah. Cut off when the gangsters showed up. <laughs> exactly. And self-preservation. And she still had that, self-preservation. That's what she had. Right. And that's my <laughs> thing. Hey, respect my gangster too, man. Like, hey, you ain't got to. You ain't got to be trying to scare me. I'm just waiting for the train like a normal person. <laughs> well, you are dressed like a crip. I hope. I hope maybe that I, wasn't the thing when they showed up. Nah. You know what? This just happened to work out. The sweatshirt just happened to be blue, and I have a hat on because I don't have a haircut. And this is the closest one by. So. Welcome That's, to the life. This is actually like a nice sweatshirt, though. This ain't like a, you know, this is like <laughs> this club scotch, scotch and soda. Yeah. Oh, scotch and soda. I was like, are you just really big scotch drinker? Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of. I mean, if he was doing that in the subway, then I can really understand why she might have thought he was one of them. <laughs> keep going, keep going, Chris. I'm sorry. And scotch. Um, speaking of scotch, speaking of of drinks, um, just curious. We talked to people about it before, like during the. During the lockdown, did you drink more or less? But also, like, as a comedian, I know there's historically a lot of performers like to imbibe or they think they're funnier when they smoke or drink or whatever. I'm just curious. What's your what's your take on that? No. Are you a substancer? Are you a substancer? No, that actually, was deeper okay, than so rap. I'm so glad I caught that on camera. Thank you so much. <laughs> that, that was a That story that I actually just told you was actually from a few years ago. Uh, I've actually been sober for uh, going on three. I think this will be my fourth year, you know, sober. So I smoke, but like I don't, I go on stage stone sober now. You know, okay. like I have a club soda and I, I usually have that in my hand, you know, just as, as an item to kind of gesture with. Yeah, yeah. And it makes the people understand that I'm having fun, you know, because uh, I said people just want to know, they want you, they want to look like. You're having fun and everyone listens to the guy that's talking and has a drink in his hand and he looks like he's having a good time but no actually i gave up drinking man a while ago yeah what, what i'm just curious that? why what, what made you do that all right so uh i was engaged and my father-in-law he got arrested for like a dui like two days before new year's this is about like four years ago Okay. And he was calling us for bail. This was his second one that year. So I think this was like 2015 to 2016. But he ended up having to go to jail. He tore his life apart, everything. But he was calling us for bail. We're like, dude, we got the mortgage doing the first. We can't we can't bail you out. We got to leave you in there, you know? And I felt bad where I'm like, damn, bro. Like, that man's got a problem. But I realized the only difference between me and him was I hadn't been caught yet. You know, I was still taking those chances and driving home drunk regularly you know what i mean and um 
Yeah, it was weird to pass that judgment, but to realize like, oh, so I took like a month off just to make sure I still had it under control. Cause that guy, he didn't have it under control. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, one month turned into three, turned into seven and I, life just kind of got better without it. You know, I started running and doing other exercises that I'd rather get up in the morning easier. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, smoke doesn't do that to me. Alcohol slows you down. Yeah. Oh, kudos. Good for you. Yeah. You're, she, she's she's the health nut. She's I'm the health nut, but queen. I still drink. But I also I test myself all the time to find out if I'm on the verge of any sort of addiction, addictive personality type stuff. I'm like, the sober one. I always when you say he's got a problem, when you said um, like recognizing that someone else has a problem, I always say I said anything is a problem if it affects your your relationships, your finances, your freedom. Like that's it, and your health. Like if if you can if none of those things are like negatively impacted by your use of something. I mean, I know some people that use all kinds of things. Um, what's it called? Recreationally. But as yeah, long as yeah. if, if their health isn't falling apart, if they generally, you know, they wake up in steam and do green juice after a night of sniffing the white. I mean, who am I to tell you that it's horrible for you? As long as you don't get, you know, your freedom. I, 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 no, but I'm, I'm saying I'm no. Somebody I'm saying to tell you it's horrible for you. I, it me, is, me, I'm right saying here, it me. is not good. It is not good for you. But it's also something like there's a lot of things that people have been using for like a millennia, right? In different cultures, it's useful. Like people smoke opium in whatever China. 200 AD or whatever. Have you seen those people? Yo, no, I'm, Listen, I'm right here. I'm, I'm right say, here to volunteer. Is that, I'm not suggesting anybody stop 200 AD was pretty tough. I'd have probably been smoking opium if I was alive 200 AD also. Ooh, if you could I'd, escape I'd to one of them guns, you might have. <laughs> I'd, I'd have been selling it, but. I'm also saying as long, as long as you find your own balance, whatever that is. Because there's people that, yeah. that poison themselves every day with food that's perfectly legal. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah totally. That was something that changed for me also during the pandemic. People that drink soda and no water. I'm like. In fact, sugar, yeah. is, sugar is just as bad as, as alcohol or whatever <laughs> else. So I just talk about balance. As long as I know I'm not going down a road of like danger. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, like, that's my all weed subjective. Definitely went up during the pandemic, but I try to even keep that on wraps. Like I, you know, mm -hmm. I intentionally made sure I didn't smoke before this. I'll smoke after this. Wouldn't that be, that, that would all be subjective though. Like uh, when you say to somebody, well, as long as it's not affecting your health, your finances or your freedom. Okay. Let's, let's, let's pick that apart for a quick mm -hmm. second. It's just me being a, being a, a, a dick. A bit, a bit, yeah. A bit of a dick, but <laughs> a dick bitch. This is me being a dick. Bit. Um, if we're, if we're, if, if, okay, it's not affecting your health. Well, not immediately or not drastically it, yeah it's gonna catch up to you it's not affecting your finances well those things overtly aren't yeah. exactly cheap like you, you imagine the money you saved if if he'd have saved bread alcohol is free for girls so i'm saying alcohol and that free was for a that lot was my health. problem that was my problem when i first got to new york once i got into all of the comedy clubs alcohol was free so yeah. it got it got to be the point where I could go it's to social. a bunch of local bars throughout the city, even that weren't comedy clubs and places that were like my regular hangout. Cheers bars, yeah. Like, yeah, where you what know, oak was my cheers bar? I mean, it was free there. <laughs> right, right. It's, if you know bartenders, they're giving you mistakes and stuff like that. Like, yeah, my whole hangout was different because I lived very well for someone who was dirt poor in this city for a very long time. I lived pretty well, you know what I mean? Like there were the plenty of places that I could, Yeah, yeah, like I could get into places, I could eat, I could drink, you know, as long as I, you know, stayed within like, you know, certain realms of the city. Hence the freedom. Right. <laughs> that, that, that we've come to the freedom. 
you're free inside of here. This bubble, right, right. Like but also, I'm talking about like legal freedom. Like, you know, when people start getting locked up or start getting caught, like, like it was just one baggie of this yeah, for personal yeah, use, yeah. and then it turns into like you have more, or you, you know, buy it in bulk, and then you're getting in trouble. I, you said I know people that that did this. Like, is a slippery slope, and as long as I'm not on a slippery slope. And that was a scary thing for <laughs> for watching him go through his situation. He still, to this day, my last time talking to him about that, he doesn't fully accept responsibility for it. Like, he looks at it as, like, he was sideswiping cars when he got caught. And, like, oh, someone could jump in front of him and stop him from pulling off from all of the damage that he did. And he definitely looks at it like that was that lady's fault. Like, that lady, she if, she didn't, if she would have let me go, my life wouldn't have been ruined. Because, like, he lost his driver's license behind that. You know, he was he's an older guy. So he went from driving the garbage truck to now he's back on the back slinging cans. And, you know, it's like that don't really help after a year in jail behind something silly like that. So, of course, he drinks even more and he blames it all on the lady, which is like, ooh, yeah, bro. What's that? Point a finger at someone else and the rest are pointing back at you? Yeah, yeah. But that takes self-awareness and some people aren't ready to grow. You can tell them all you want. So also, (laughs) I want a question. Um, Back to comedy. Comedy is a lot of times, or how I've heard it described, is say something that's true and uncomfortable, and then plus time or plus one comment, like plus some commentary. So, like, yeah, is your comedy is the goal at all to teach or point out societal things, or is it purely? I'm I'm just curious because some people feel like the need. You know what? I was told that the special that I put out was truthful and healing. Um. I wouldn't say that those were my initial intentions when I started, like, you know, but comedy has definitely become my therapy. You know, a lot of black folks, we're not big on the mental health and all that kind of stuff like that. We don't have it in us. At least I don't to go talk to nobody about my problems, but I will spew them out to a bar full of strangers casually. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and it gets it out. Uh, and yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily do it to, um, to heal the world. Again, it might be a for us by me or for me by us kind of thing. But like this particular one, it, it cost me my my marriage. I had a ghetto marriage. I was together for 10 years. But, you know, I said some truths in this special where she was like, "I, you hate me. And I'm like, no, I don't hate you. You know, it's just, you know, these are we've been together for 10 years. There's some real feelings here. And she's like, I don't like that. You know, and, that, <laughs> and she broke up with me the day after we filmed this thing where she was like, what? I don't want to wow. be... The, we're the person that feels the, that. But, yeah, no, like, you I don't, don't want to be, be the punchline. Well, but yeah, also now yeah. that I know these things, I don't want to be with someone that feels those ways about me. Well, they, she always or, knew them. I okay. just don't think she ever expected me to speak about them out loud and then to see people laugh. You know what I mean? Because that's what she said. She felt like the room was ganging up on her. Like to her watching this thing get filmed, it's like she's having an argument with me, but she's not getting to express her side and she sees the room laughing. So she feels like, oh, the room is on board with him, which I'm Well, it's supposed right. to, it's your show. It's <laughs> your show. No, 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 no. My, my, my question was how much fiction was in the story you told? Were that's you, the thing. You... There was no fiction at all. So mm. that's where it begins Well, there's also the perception. Point- I'm yeah. saying, but there no, are two no, no, sides no, no, to every story. Still, it's still <laughs> like... I'm saying, but her perception is is her perception is valid. That wait, 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 that's not how it happened from my side. I'm saying you didn't necessarily have to lie. I didn't. I haven't seen it clearly, so I don't know. 
specific. Just, just, but just I, defending I women woman. blindly. You just yes. you have no idea what he said. You didn't I tell know. it from if my side. If she felt that kind of way about what you said, then she has another take on. Okay, so hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Before you even jump into that, hold on. Psychotics have other takes on all kinds of nonsense. Like that doesn't. He just mean- called your ex crazy. The whole room is ganging up on her. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the whole room. Just this one hairy guy over here. Me, appeared to do with the hole in his mouth. Right. I'm doing it. Like I mean, you cool, bro. But I'm. A, I just I, there's another perspective, another side to every story. That could be wrong too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fact. I will. See yeah, this. but but definitely like one of the bits that were like crushing for her was me explaining how I didn't want to have a third kid and why, you know what I mean? And breaking down to the fact of talking to a lot of people in the audience of like, yeah, no men really like, it's very rare that you find men that want to do four, five, six kids, you know what I mean? Like women, they they want to keep going. Men, we're like, who's going to pay for it? You know, and- Kiki White, was it it Kiki? Who is it that just said she had a 12th? The um, why gospel singer? Oh wow! Show, the whole show. You're the a different whole, part of the internet than me, Chris. No, no, no. <laughs> they're all sisters. They had a show together. They had a reality show together. The Braxtons. Uh, no. Half of them were like Christian no. singers, right? Anyway, keep going. I'm gonna tell you though. She's going. Yeah, but no, like you know, it's funny because what what we she learned in that was oh I was firm when I was saying I'm not having another kid. You know, she had been waiting in the wing for years going, he'll change his mind. And then for her to sit there and watch me go, yeah, my lady's crazy. She wants to have a third kid. I'm never doing that, blah, blah, blah. And and she's going down. She goes, oh, wow, you really don't want to have a third kid? It's like, what part of me ever saying that to you in person did you not get? It took me saying that in front of 400 people for you to be like, I don't think he wants to have another kid with me. So basically, you were not hearing me the entire time, you know, or ignoring. Me. Yeah. What What is it about a third kid? Now that we're getting into some family issue, what is it about kid number three that you said who's going to pay for this? That's something I don't think uh, both sides take into account a hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you know, women are romantic. Women are romantic, meaning they they uh, have a very keen sense of how things ought to be. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, hey, this mm-hmm. is how it should be. And men aren't as romantic, so we're a bit more realistic. Like, a woman can be totally fine, you know, with, like, a bunch of kids, no money, and we're just here in the house on a Friday, like, what are we going to do? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And they're like, hey, we're living a good life, you know, and I- I'd rather be able to move about. You know, my, my punchline in this joke was, hey, I don't, it's a game changer. Baby number three, you got to drive a minivan now. I don't, don't want to drive no minivan. That, that was nobody's goal. That was no one's, that was no one's dream car when they went to graduate high school to pay $5.49 a month for a Honda Odyssey. Like that, that was not the goal, you know? So how, where are we going? Where, where are we a, doing with this, you know? Somebody, somebody I'm not Puerto Rican. Puerto Ricans love Honda Odyssey. Not me. You I know? saw like, one and it was tricked out with so much fake chrome. It was amazing. <laughs> I don't even know if you can put chrome, like, um, what are they called? The window guards? Yeah. They had chrome 
panels, crow. And I personally, the, oh God, it was amazing. I personally think that's Poppy's rebellion. I think that's mm -hmm. the we Poppy. He's under all of these kids, and he's got to have some sort of fun anyway. Like I live in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Bushwick is full of these little garages with little Spanish men. They just sit and they drink. You know, they don't go home. They they got a little garage with a lawn chair, cooler, a little radio. 14 kids piled an apartment over here, but they're not there. You know what I mean? I don't mm -hmm. have that luxury. So we let's just keep the kids, you know, here, you know? <laughs> where, where are you from originally? Originally, I'm from Philly. What side? What part? Southwest. I, I can't see Philly women being super gun ho for kids. I, like my whole, my theory has been metropolitan women in general, metropolitan people in general. Mm -hmm. Operate differently than they do in the actual sticks. My younger sister, younger than me by about 10 smooth years, baby number two, husband, you know, White House, picket fence, doing the whole family thing. But all of her friends are like that. Her social circle wasn't devastated by her being having a kid because all of her homegirls are on some soccer mom, PTA mom, work from home, but mom type business. Right. And that's, she's like the polar opposite of Chris. Chris is like outside, living life, earning money, um, you know, go, 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 go. And she finds, and like the men she meet kind of matches that. I'm like that. I'm, you know, when I have a kid, it's kind of like, okay, now, now here comes this phase of life. My only problem is, can I, my only thought is, can I afford it? That's all I ever think about. Right. By and the see, way, for me, it was also, yes. our thing was different. Like I be, uh, so I have two kids, one with a previous one for her. And I had that kid when I was 19. So I've been a dad forever you know what right. i mean like i'm ready to get this over and done with so i can go be a young man i didn't get the 20s like i didn't get an experience about nightlife until i discovered comedy and now i had a reason to be out at night i had a reason to be at bars and clubs because prior to that all of that was over for me you know at mm -hmm. 19 once i had a kid it was finish up school work and you know come home and um so I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I think that domestic life does scare me a little bit. Like a lot of my ex's friends were like that. And you ever, you ever been in a relationship where, I don't know, once you get to like the kid, your lady will try to introduce you to other friends' husbands. And you're like, I don't I don't want to meet him. Like, I don't want to be, <laughs> I don't want to hang out with that guy. You know? Adult, right? Yeah, yeah, like, adult yeah, daycare. I've, I've You're had, gonna like yeah. put us together to play poker. Like, right. without the yeah. liquor and the fun. <laughs> they're all like, they're all like defeated. You know what yeah, I mean? I'm broken like, hey, men. I'm in New York. Oh, <laughs> I'm you in guys New York making my dreams come true. Like, you're I sitting here complaining about. Little Ellie, it was Kiki Wyatt. She has 10. She, could, she couldn't help but get that. I looked Jeez. it up. I had to look it up. Kiki Wyatt just popped out her 10th one. I'm just saying. And, yeah, my aunt was like that though. My aunt Woo. had 12. That was, oof. No, broken. I those those men look shattered when you go and have to kick. And, you are, Anthony Hamilton has like 12. You um, are the highlight eight, nine, of their day when you show up as a man who's just the boyfriend and you don't have any kids and you're not married. They want to know everything cool about yeah. your life. <laughs> Who do you follow on Instagram? I'm like, wait, that's a thing? Like you, that, that really matters? And they're, they're yeah. not kidding. What's the last pair of sneakers you got? Wait, what? Why? Yeah. But... They want to know That's what websites do you go to? Who, you know, what, what's the last, does she, you still do it with the lights on? I'm like, wait. <laughs> Jeez. 
how do you not know this stuff? Does she let you have cheese on the pizza? You get cheese on the pizza, don't you? You can have all the cheese you want on pizza. I'm like, I see it all the time in my show, especially like, in, especially like in middle America. I see it all the time. Like on a day like today, 40 something degrees outside. You tell the husband, he's like 300 pounds. He shows up wearing shorts and he's just like, hey man, I tell you what, you're just about the funniest person I've ever seen. You just like, what? What happened to you, man? Like, what happened? And they'll, they'll tell you about some comedy show that they went to see back in like 99, you know what I mean? Like before they had all of these kids and they were able to get out. And just like, yeah, dude, I don't <laughs> I got a question. So somebody said this recently. She said that she um, like sort of forced her man to pr propose, like forced a ring out of him. They've been together so long, blah, blah, blah. And then I heard a comedian say basically like, or maybe it wasn't a comedian. Somebody said like, no man wants to get engaged. The women do that. Like, no man wants mm. to take the next step or to buy that's, a ring. That's, that's I'm subjective. curious. I'm just curious that's, why he said, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I would say it's subjective. To, I, like, I definitely wanted to get, I, I got engaged. Uh, like, I went out and bought a ring. I rented out, you know, a room and had everybody over. It was a big deal. For me, the wedding thing, I just didn't ever want to go in debt behind the wedding. That was my thing. Like, I was never going to do, if I was going to do like a $20,000 uh, wedding, I'm like, wait until I'm big enough to pay $20,000 in cash and, you know, and but I'm not going in for debt. a couple of months. Right, years. you know, so oh, yeah, and yeah. I'm a comic, so it took long. She was right. We were engaged for like Ugh, shoot, my youngest daughter is nine. So yeah, we were engaged for eight years. And she she was like, look, you either got to shit or get off the pot. And I'm like, I don't have it yet, you know? Mm -hmm. But, so I, I can't be mad at her on that where she also was definitely, she was patient with me for that. But I never wanted to do one of those justice of the peace weddings. And because I know I was just going to owe her a real wedding down the line. What do you think, Chris? If I, if I get married <laughs> at the courthouse when I have nothing, I still owe a big wedding down the line, correct? It depends on the woman. When you're telling me oh, stories about pizza, listen, I got married at the church at the courthouse and then a month later, like at the church with still just us. And then six months later, we had like a reception for our families. And this is the funny part. You'll, you'll all love this. Um, his uncle did like the vows in front of people. And he literally did the part. If anybody sees a reason why they should not speak now and forever hold. And he was quiet and he waited. And I was like, it's too late. <laughs> like, we've been married for six months, dude. Oh, yeah. Everyone in the room probably was like, me, but it's too late. Yeah. <laughs> and it only lasted two years, so the whole, they were all right. But the point is, Damn. I didn't I didn't need or want a big wedding. And so it didn't matter to me. Like, somebody mm. putting a ring on my finger and saying forever was like, woo! My life has been changing too much lately. And I was 20. But also, like, I wanted forever. I wanted the idea of forever. So it didn't matter see, how it looked. This might sound petty also. This might sound petty. Had I had a $20,000 wedding and it didn't work, I want my $20,000 back. Like, <laughs> I, I want my, my $20,000 back, man. <laughs> Yo, it, it was a thunderstorm that day and some squirrel or some shit ran across the road and I slammed on the brakes and our whole six-foot sub fell on the floor. It was a million signs that it was wrong. <laughs> it was all wrong. This is one hillbilly sounding ass wedding. <laughs> well, we had a reception. It was after the after the church. We went out to like a, a outside outdoor park thing. We we're gonna have like sandwiches, ah. drinks, whatever. Like, so y'all y'all was like y'all was just getting by also. Oh, we were definitely. I was twenty. He was twenty. I, I noticed that too. We like rich people can rich people can put together ragtag weddings, and we don't think anything about it if they're rich. Like a rich person could get married in their yard. 
we won't even bat an eye. They were just being realistic. Yeah, let a poor person invite you to a wedding in their front yard. You're like, I'm not going to that shit. Like, <laughs> Did you blow up the balloons yourself? That's cute. <laughs> I no. think I, I don't. I, I don't go to know. any wedding ever. You may, you may not. No, he's right. He's right. You definitely are gonna owe the big wedding. It's just a matter of if she's gonna cash it in or not. It's just it. It's a matter of if she's gonna decide. I want to do this. I want the big wedding or not. At twenty, maybe you don't give a damn. Get to around thirty, and you start seeing your homegirls and their weddings well, and their, the pictures the of in. their wedding. The All of a sudden, together. it turns into. Wait, the longer I you're together, that. you have work in. Like, I've earned a big wedding or I've earned the right to have a moment. I think that's half of it. When you get older, you feel like you've All right. put in the time. Let me like, ask you this, Chris, because oh. she thought I was crazy for this when we broke up. Okay. I wanted to do a breakup party. Like, we should invite people over to celebrate, not that this relationship is ending, but... My life has only, like, if I'm really appreciative, your life really only gets better. Like, so even though you break up with people, it might suck for a little while, but seven years down the line, you're going to be like, that was stupid to even be upset about that. We'll both look at where we are in life and be like, holy shit, you leveled up, I leveled up, we did that shit, right? So I wanted to have a party because I figured also, this would have taught you by who shows up to your breakup party, who should have been at your wedding. You know what I mean? So it'd have been like, <laughs> if you were trying to put together a $20,000 wedding and had this exclusive guest list, but it never happened, but you're about to have a breakup party and like six of your girlfriends show up, that's all you ever should have invited to begin with. You know what I mean? Because those are the real bitches that's going to be Who are helping by you transition and, and roll out, and pack your clothes and get ready for the next phase of, oh, well, I've I, see, heard people, I see, I've heard people say that they want like their funeral to be a wedding. I mean, funeral to be a party. Right? They're like, I wanted to like celebrate my life. Like, yeah, it's sad that I'm gone, but like celebrate my life. I want y'all to get drunk, have cake, whatever. Like, that's what I've heard yeah. people say, right? So for a breakup, I kind of see it. And and yeah, but I wouldn't really want to go to a breakup unless I was there just to take notes and laugh. Cause that would be some funny shit. Like honestly, my homies came, we had one. Everybody thought it was insensitive, but me and my homies, we had a little breakup party. <laughs> <laughs> I would have like, loved to have gone to that. It's like a rebachelor. It's like a rebachelorizing. Yeah, like they, <laughs> they should, like somebody should have gave you a black book back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like your Instagram page is reactivated. The the one with all the holes on it. Like, <laughs> yeah, you get to, you we get to all go into all Facebook and change yeah. the relationship status together. Everybody is like, like, you got to take a shot every time somebody <laughs> like, oh, you you single now? Take a shot. Yeah. Like, so are y'all so cool? I mean, when when there's breakups, I'm I'm of the mind that is if we weren't that close, we were just like hooking up. It was like a halfway relationship. We can be cool. But if if I've if I have a reason to break up with somebody that I was in love with, yo, I gotta hate you to break up with you. Yeah, otherwise I'm gonna so, make it work. I gotta really, really so go. we're we're going through that, but it's cordial. So this was earlier okay. this year. This is still kind of fresh, but like this is uh, she moved to Arizona. A state oh, that was spiking. Man. So I'm like, bro, was I that bad? You know, that made me reevaluate. Like, really? You moved right into the heart of Corona to get away you from You want to die. It's just want to. <laughs> corona, Arizona. Uh, now, here is, here's where I think the breakthrough was, at least for me mentally. Like, I was okay with everything, but I booked a show in Arizona last month. Uh, I went out there to go do stand-up live and uh, the club was like 40 minutes away from where she lived. So I'm like, hey, you know, 
is it cool if I just come and stay with y'all? That way I can, you know, take my kid to school, all the good stuff. And she obliged, which, oof, nothing, nothing makes you feel like more of a success than sleeping on your ex's pullout couch, you know, while you're, <laughs> while, and using her car to drive back and forth to the club, you know what oh, I mean? Where you're like, wow, I'm, I'm really killing it. But I've made it in life, yeah. Here, well, here was the act of generosity was, I knew I was going to leave her some bread anyway, but I decided to leave all of the money that I made that weekend. I decided like, just get used to it. Just get used to like, don't fight. There's no reason to go to court. You don't need to ask me for child support. I'm, I'm totally aware of what it costs to take mm -hmm. care of a kid. I'm the one who generates the money. And so it was just one of those things to be able to be like here for allowing me to crash here, allowing me to use the car and then something else. Because the reality is even now for where I am in my career, it doesn't happen without her. It doesn't have, you know what I mean? Like, so I'm never going to, and I'm glad to be able to say this publicly on some sort of platform, it doesn't happen without her. You know what I mean? You, you, you would never know Dave Temple. We wouldn't have made it this far. So, you know, you gotta give respect where respect is due and pay homage, you, you know? There's a, speaking of, I'm good friends, or rather good friends with Tori Hart, um, with Kevin's ex. Prime example, yeah. And a lot of people say that he was, you know, wouldn't have been Kevin without her, but also that his comedy was often inspired by and helped by her. So she literally was made a post the other day, something about waiting for my Tesla, waiting for my mate, something, and tagged him in it, and the comments were great. But it was, and the fact that they can do this online means that it's not, I don't think you would do that if you're really like beefing. Yeah, the fact that which you know what? And I do got to send a huge shout out to Kevin Hart for that because I think Kev is a blueprint that I follow on that. You know what I mean? Like regardless of what was going on, he's always been cordial with his wife and worked very hard to publicly defend her when, you know, the, the, the people turn or anything. He gives her her room to be mad. He kind of shows, because a lot of us don't have that. A lot of us don't really have that example we all have broken households, broken right. families, but we don't know. I didn't what have to no, do next. No, yeah, how to, yeah, I didn't have no example of how to. You know how to cheat. You don't know how to move on. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've mastered moving on. I've mastered moving. Well, on. but moving on, especially when you have kids, that's the difference. I said I like I I hate I hate is a strong word. I'm not cool with people that I was in full relationships with because for us to end, I'm like shocked that somebody I thought was so great could be so horrible to me. Whether it's cheating or the really like it all just got so bad. So I'm not cool with you because you owed me love and like and you didn't do any of those things. You want, in, you want in a relationship. To, we had that know. and it broke down. So I'm saying though, but there was no kids. There's no kids and assets. So I'm free to do that. You I'm want you to want to know how I'm able to No, I, I got you right here, Chris. You want to know all how right, I'm able to me. do that? Tell me. I, I have Somewhere along, somewhere in life, I just realized how easy it is to be indifferent to human beings. <laughs> and not. it is, it has helped me I immensely. I realize, I realize, one, that person didn't owe me anything. <clears throat> Excuse me. I <clears throat> <laughs> get choked up thinking about it, huh? Yeah, because this, this, this is about to get deeper than rap. That person, number one, didn't owe me anything. The only unconditional love that exists in this world is between parents and children and God and us. Everything else comes with a condition and it can go away like that and they don't owe you anything after that. Thanos finger snap, that's as quick as it can go. If they've decided to rock with you every day, that's a decision. But they don't owe you anything. 
No, Two. I'm talking about promises and your word. If they said, that, I got that, you, we're that, together, and then they go the, have another relationship, the, they broke the it. They owed me honesty and loyalty. That's they owed the that second shit. part. That's the <laughs> second part. See, if you let me keep going, that's the second part. Interrupting promises, Cal over here, sorry. Promises are only, prom- my father used to say, I don't use the word promise. I just do what I say I'm going to do. He never used to say to me, I promise. He was like, what does that even mean? If you're going to do it, you're going to do it. Does it, what is promise? Well, that's like, Extra, I swear on my kid's life. Yeah. Like, he's that. like, that doesn't matter. You do what you say you're going to do. You never have to use the word I promise. So he never did. But here's the, here's the other side of that. Whenever it comes to someone giving their word, it's only as good as their intention. With most people, they mean what they said right up until they didn't mean it anymore. I love you right up until I don't. Yeah, but you're saying you're acting like it's over once they don't. These are people that say I love you every day and have another relationship the whole time. Oh no, I'm not. I'm saying like they didn't stop or go. I'm not telling you you that they were being honest. I'm not telling you they were being a hundred with you. I'm not telling you any of that. What I'm telling you is at the end of the day, nobody even owes you that. It's it would be nice if they stuck by their word, but we know that's not a thing for everybody. So they don't even necessarily owe you that. If they don't have a problem giving their word and it not being a thing. It's really that's not. That's why I hate them. That's why I hate them. Because yeah, you shouldn't give your word, a, you shouldn't make promises, and you shouldn't that, do things that hurt people. Boom. That's a, that's a that's a waste. <laughs> that's a that's just a waste of energy. It's, it's so no, much. No, I don't easier. actively hate them. I just I'm not. You cool said I hate them. them. Like, come on, you got to pick hate, a team to play. Listen, I don't use the word hate. That's why I'm not cool with them and never will be again. How about that? You, mm. You're the only person who used the word hate. <laughs> Nobody I know, else. I, said, said. I hate what they did. I hate what they did, but I don't spend energy hating the person. I hope that they're better people now. But I, how, lo- how I much no time interest. has gone by since the hurt? Um, once. Well, the the marriage was twenty to twenty two. I'm thirty four now, so that's twelve years ago. And then seven years, seven seven years ago, I broke up with the other one when I had cancer. Um, the day after my cancer surgery, the other girl hit me and was like, who are you? And I was like, what? Yeah. Oh, damn. It's like, well, oh, he, he lives I'm with me. Kid, She's I'm like, well, he's moving say, me to New York. You know, like, I'm it's still say, seven years ago, but I haven't spoken the, to him since, so. But if the time being, if the time feeling, I, I want to use the words correctly. How did you okay. say you feel about it? Um, not hate, I, but what is it? Um, cool. I don't, I, I'm not cool with them and I never will be. Okay. I'm not, if the I don't time care, I don't care to be in life. not cool with them and never will be, is longer than the actual time of the accident. Like, you know, you had a two-year marriage versus 12 years of like, man, fuck him. No, 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 but I don't actively do fuck him. Like, I don't think about him every day or every okay. year. I don't even think about him. Sometimes yeah, people, you know, I, like, you like, I got married. That. I'm like, I, I was married and it didn't work out. Two years, I learned my lesson, boom, boom, boom. Like, that's my conversation usually. Like, I don't right, spend yeah. any energy thinking <laughs> about it. I had to deal with it recently because I had to go get... Uh, New York to New Jersey license transfer and I need proof of my divorce papers because they have my old name in the Jersey system. I was like, the fuck? How could he, he, how could he still See, affect and my that's day? Where you look how at could he go, still affect why, my day? Yeah, why are we getting the law involved at this point? You know, like, hey, right. let's just go back to jumping over a broom and we, everybody who know us know we together. Right? <laughs> Preacher said it, my mom and daddy said it, we're good. <laughs> Do we really need to get the state involved? You know, uh, no, I don't know. Maybe I guess it's just me for end of life rights. I don't I take things. That. I don't That's take. I don't take that kind of stuff. I stopped taking that kind of stuff personal. I stopped thinking that it was my fault that this person wasn't who they said they were or couldn't hold on to what they wanted to be. Like that's 
I didn't have anything to do with that. Now, when I fall short in a relationship, I fall short in a relationship. When I mess up, I've messed up. It it is what it is. And the same thing for them. But I have, I understand that that grace needs to go both ways. But I don't take it personal. Most people who do what they do in relationships that mess up the other person or hurt the other person's feelings or screw the relationship up, ended up ending the relationship. Most people who do those things, very rarely do they wake up in the morning saying, I'm going to break my girlfriend's heart today. Like that's not how that works. Or I'm going to, I'm going to mess his day up to the point where he can't think about anything other than this verbal ass whooping I'm going to give him when he gets in the house. That's not how that happens. Most people are not that, directly emotional control uh, yeah they're not that in vindictive Mm -hmm. uh intentionally they it can can come out and there are those people there are sociopaths out there but nine times out of ten it's very rarely something that you can take the last girlfriend i had where it was like really screwed up the best the best breakup i've ever had I treat relationships. Yeah, it was the best one. I treat you have relationships. A party? No, no, I didn't. I, didn't, I couldn't top. I couldn't top, son. <laughs> the best thing we did though was like one day, we just stopped communicating. We like I hit her, she hit me. I said something to her, and then she just didn't reply back. And I didn't go looking for. Her. I didn't run her down. I didn't like hop all over the phone. I knew she was fine, but she just didn't reply back. And in my mind. What happened was... We agreed we shouldn't be together? I treat relationships like a duffel bag, right? Relationships are like a duffel bag. I got one strap, you got the other strap. Whatever we go through goes into the bag. If it's dope, it's like pillows. But if it's heavy, it's like bricks. Where problems are like bricks, good times are like pillows. Everybody can carry a duffel bag full of pillows and all you want to do is load it up. But those issues just throw more bricks, more bricks. And some people come from their last relationship with, with bricks a bag from bricks. that bag yeah. and they put it in yours. So now you're both carrying these, these sets of bricks. What we ended up doing, in my opinion, because she didn't hit me and I didn't hit her, we you both kind of looked at each other. We set the bag down and we just kind of kept walking. We just left the <laughs> bag there. And eventually, would- going this way, we just, we just did that. And now granted, she ended up like she ended up like calling me like maybe six six months later, I want to say, like five, six months later, talking about like, I can't believe you just never reached out to me again. And I was like, no, you're, you're effing up my narrative. I thought we were good money. I thought we had it. You're telling <laughs> my whole best, example. Yeah. I've been bragging well, my- about this for like the last six months and now here you come screwing it up. Jesus. Oh, I, would say, I would say the same thing. Um, I mean, I was mad that it happened, but it was the perfect breakup because it was looking back at it shouldn't have existed it should never have happened it should never have lasted even the four months that it did but i went flew out to la and then da 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 and then he said i'm gonna have a busy week um hit me when you land so i hit him when i land he didn't hit he didn't say anything back and then you know a couple of hours later a day later a call the numbers go changed <laughs> the number was completely changed like i couldn't get hold of him ever again i was like well i, guess- I gotta we gotta we gotta investigate find out a little bit more about what da 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 was I found I found that's usually the truth. <laughs> you know, women be like da 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 all this stuff. That's the truth. Right there. <laughs> and the so line, line that what's it? Like, and you know, and you know, you know, 
that's the black version of yada yada yada. <laughs> yeah, or that's that's neither here nor there. Which oh, oh god. god, it is what it is. You, it is what it is. It is what it is. Oh god, I hate that. Everything, everything's, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. You know what I wanted? To, the, the, like the last question because I know we got to get yeah. out of here soon. Kevin Hart has been catching all kinds of hell for this last standup, and I've noticed the resentment for him seems to be building and he seems to be getting to that place where uh people are just looking to take down the guy who's been on top for two mm -hmm. first things first from a comedic standpoint what was your what was your uh how did you feel about the stand-up honestly and then secondly what do you think someone in his position can do to avoid that backlash that always seems to catch up with the guy who people get tired of seeing win. Okay. So, to answer the first question, how do I feel about it? I personally, I loved it. I hear what everybody's saying where comedically it wasn't as strong, but it was very honest. Uh, I think it was very in tune with Kev and where he is now. And I think a lot of us just can't relate to that. You know what I mean? We don't know what it's like to you know, have brick oven pizza at Jerry Seinfeld's house and be like, you know, I kind of want to do that. So I went up and brought a brick oven pizza. That's not really a relatable concept to us average people, but mm -hmm. I hear it. It's honest. It is what it is. I also, I think as an artist, I don't really have it in me to trash any other artist project. You know what I mean? Because I know as an artist, we all put our shit into it. Now, to, I don't think you can avoid it. it, it he reminds me of, you remember when Jay-Z was like on album number six and people were like, we missed the old hole. You know what I mean? And Jay had to tell him. He was like, yo, if you want my old shit, go buy my old albums. Like I'm I'm transcending. And yeah, when you start cranking out work like that, the nine, 10, 11, you know, projects, there's gonna be some that aren't as strong as your first. It doesn't mean that they're done. It just means that's where they are at the moment. Um, and then, you know, Kev is, Kev, he offsets the bell curve, which naturally in history, anytime when you have an environment where the alphas are less, and I'm just going to say the alphas would be the people that are winning at the moment, you know, the A students or the most dominant male in the pack, the betas will eventually conspire to kill the alpha. It's the only way there's any room for them to eat. It's the only, it's the only way there's any room for them to mate. So it's not even a personal thing when they attack someone that's at top on top. It's it's human nature. It's what we do. You know what I mean? The betas will always conspire together the masses, to kill the alpha. Right, right. Hmm. I hear you. Interesting. Again, Interesting. it ain't personal. <laughs> it, it's nothing personal. Can you? Are you excited to be at the top and have everybody the betas come tear you down? Is Absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not, man. This is like. <laughs> It's like, it's scary because it's like, you know, you want to keep going and you want to just do you and not worry about fame. I don't want to worry about money. I don't want to worry about getting canceled. I just want to create work, which is great because that allows me to create with impunity and no pressure of, is this project going to do well? Or, you know, how do I level up to the next level? It'll come. And when it comes, just like Kev explained in his special, it will suck. People have ruined the job of being famous. They've made it a terrible thing. I I know that there's going to be a day when I walk out of my apartment and there's going to be some person standing there with a camera. And I'm going to be like, what, what the fuck are you doing? And they're going to get in the car and they're going to follow me to the store. 
and they're going to call three or four other people. And when I come out of the store, there's going to be 19 people with cameras. And whatever I say or do is going to be misconstrued. And misconstrued. Yeah, and it'll be <laughs> circulated worldwide within three minutes. And you're like, shit, I, I couldn't get this kind of presentation when I just legitimately had a project that I wanted to get out there. Mm. And I didn't want my personal business out there. I couldn't get that those kind of eyes on my work, you know? And now so, they're going to yeah. talk about my mood and what I wore to the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, so it, it sucks. It sucks, but, you know, it, it's the cost of, um, I guess, you know, having the luxury of every now and again, my life lands me like on a beach on a Tuesday morning. <laughs> okay, with that said, that's that's perfect. I, I definitely want to be the, the guy you call when those 19 cameras are outside and you need to duck and run. I'm down, to be, your, I'm down to be your homie. Like, we, I'll ride out and Go out there with a fire hose or something, and, and uh, yeah. <laughs> and I'll meet you on the beach with a mai tai. So yeah, no, 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 no. You don't you get to be on the. Up. You don't get you to be on the beach if you're not fighting off the 19 cameras. And I'm going gonna, to. The no, I'll just, just be living on the beach, and you can just. <laughs> yeah, because they're just going to misconstrue it. Who's that woman he was with? You know what I mean. So then you don't invite the woman. You invite the man. Oh, well, who according the man to Siri, he was with? like according to Siri, I'm gay. So. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Hard pass. This conversation just got wildly uncomfortable. Like, out of nowhere. We were planning a beach vacation and then it already went south. Damn yeah, I'm, it. Just, I'm just walking up. This, this is the part where I back away slowly with my hands up. I see exactly where this is going. The black guy dies first. I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. Has anybody ever told you you got a Kanye thing happening? Nah. Face-wise, nah. I yeah. get Paul Pierce a lot. Sometimes I get Tony Rock. Um, oh, Tony that just now, from this angle, you got a real Kanye. You, you need your jaw would need to be a little. Uh, I, 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 anyway, yeah, uh, um, bro. Please tell everybody where they can. This, this is going like tragedy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dave Temple Comedy. Yeah, DaveTempleComedy.com is the website. The visual of the special will be there. All right, you can go to my website, buy it, yeah, rent it right there. If you just want to listen to it, if you go, I don't know if dude all that funny. All right, well, go ahead to your prospective streaming platforms. Type my name in. Go ahead and down and listen with your subscription. And mm -hmm. I promise you, you're going to watch it and be like, yeah, I kind of want to see what the hell is going on in the room. Mm -hmm. And you'll come on over to DaveTempleComedy.com. But whatever you do, share it. Share it. Even if you hate it. Even if you hate it, be like, yo, this dude sucks, man. Just, just share it. <laughs> so you want people to be like my mother? Oh my God, this is spoiled. Taste it. Like that's what you want. <laughs> I think it's right and smell this. Mm. I don't believe you. Get the hell away! I believe you. I, I you don't want to try what you are trying to quit. I always said that about yeah. certain certain drugs and certain foods. I was like, I, why do I want to try to start something everyone's quitting? Yeah, right. Just try one cigarette. Like, no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What kind of friends you got? Dave, thank you so much for coming. Whatever. Thank you. Thank you for this entire run. This is super dope. Everybody, you heard the man. Go check his website out. Let's yeah, that I'm special Dave up Temple and on all platforms. Yeah, too. That's Dave Temple. Uh, we're going to follow each other on Instagram. When this show pops, everybody's going to know about it when we drop this episode. But good thing for doing it yourself. You set it up where it's evergreen and anybody can go see it at any time and you're not losing anything. So... Salute to you. Salute to the blueprint. Uh, we're on your side. Welcome to the show. You're now a friend of the show. Come on back here and tell some dirty stories about the, the ex that'll get her more pissed off. In the meantime, <laughs> in between time, I'm your man, Mr. Mac. And I'm Crystal Levin. This has been the Eminem and M Show, a.k.a. the okay. show. May you live as long as you want and never want as long as you live. Do us a favor. Go get laid. Peace. Yo, what up? This is Flex Alexander. It's your man, man, Carl Payne. And you're listening to the M and M and M 
show. Okay. <laughs> we're not just a radio station. We're a movement. The all-new FUBU Radio. Playing the hip-hop and R&B hits of today and yesterday. 